Hey guys, welcome to the Turn 30 Podcast with Mary J, where we discuss all the things life has thrown at us since turning 30. Welcome back to the Turn 30 Podcast. So excited to continue with you. Hope you enjoyed our first episode. I'm Jay. (laughs) I'm Mary. Welcome back, y'all. Hey, y'all. So on this episode, we're going to sit and discuss how, you know, just family, upbringing, roots, traditions, all that Mm -hmm. has really shaped us in our 30s. Obviously, you want to respect family. You want to respect upbringing. And a lot of what you know is all that you've been groomed to be. And, you know, you realize as you get more into this adulting and you have to be your individual self that a good part of you has literally been that, has been groomed to be a particular way. So how do you step away from that if need be? Because, you know, you're, like I said, you're becoming your own person while feeling that you owe someone something. So a lot of family expectations and just mindsets that, you know, you gotta, we have to wrap ourselves around now in our 30s and feeling conflicted. Right, right, right. And a lot of a lot of those, like you said, traditions and, and things are ingrained in you, really. And so it really impacts and I feel like you don't really notice it as much maybe when you're younger and in your twenties, how much it does actually influence your ways of thinking, why you do what you do, the decisions that you're making. And then at or around 30, I feel like I kind of started to take a step back from some of those things and like begin to evaluate, like, is this really serving me? And like, do I genuinely agree with some of these things? Like me, the individual, or am I just kind of going along with, I'm just doing this because this is what I know. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely hear you. No, it definitely makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I know. You're just, you're just going along with the flow in a sense. Um, yeah, and it like may not be your natural flow. It was a flow that was given to you. And it's not mm-hmm. like I said, you're not dissing it. It's just that, wait a minute now, I have to continue my life now. So heavy on the my, heavy on the this is me for the rest of my life. And I have to be content with it. I'm going to take what was given to me. I'm going to take these roots. But now I need to continue flourishing and spreading myself in a way that sits comfortable for me. You know, know, I'll I'll say this again, like you spend, I think, a good portion of your teenage years and especially your 20s, it's you're on this, you're you're on these performance evaluations, right? It's these constant new beginnings. You're learning new things, whether it's on the job, but also in your family, like you're performing. Um, You want them to congratulate you. You want them to be proud of you. You just want to revel in that moment of making someone smile. And again, that's not a bad thing. It's just when you get so consumed in doing things for others, when you get so consumed in expectations, sometimes it becomes hard to just sit in your own thoughts because again, it starts to not feel maybe organic. It starts to feel like this was told to me. This was done for me. This is expected of me. And you feel like it's an outer body experience. Like I can't even relate to it. Do I even believe in this anymore? And that's Uh, the big thing mm -hmm. is like, you start to lose faith of certain things that were told to you and you feel guilty. I have to do this silent guilt trip because I can't say out loud to my parent, I don't want to do this. I can't say out loud to my sister. I don't support this. You know, you just, it becomes this internal guilt trip. Right, right. And I think kind of going hand in hand with that is also realizing that maybe their, you know, your parents way of doing things is not 
something you agree with or something that you would want for your own family. I know like for myself, since I have, you know, gotten older and now that I am kind of in my own unit, I've actually taken the time to, to think about my childhood and just like think about my, I don't know, like how, like my, the way I was structured, if the, you know, like if that, if that makes sense and certain things that were instilled in me and whether or not I would want the same for my child. I know, like just giving an example, um, you know, finances were not something that was discussed in my household. Like my dad just kind of handled all the bills. He kind of just took care of us. My mom really had no knowledge of the inflow outflow of our funds and stuff. And we all obviously were children and just kind of living in oblivion to the actual cost of life. So once I got to be damn near 30, to be honest, because it was definitely after college, definitely after grad school. Uh, that was when I was like, mm, I really don't know much <laughs> about uh, the financial world. And I was even working in, in finance at that time. And that was kind of what sparked my um, interest in wanting to know more because I was around people that they were teaching their kids. Their kids had brokerage accounts. Like they were talking about, I mean, where I worked was actually a family owned business. And, and I was just kind of sitting back like, damn, how come, how come my, <laughs> my people ain't put me on? And, you know, I just started to educate myself and then fast forward 30, I have my son, I've kind of been thinking like, you know, I need to break that curse of, I don't want to put it on all black people, but my black family of not educating our children and having them come up in this world that's already kind of against us um, with not enough information. You know, that's just giving just one example of, of just something that I just noticed from my family no, that, that was... I'm like an anomaly. Like they're like, oh my God, like you have a 401k, like you have an IRA and I'm the oddball out. Like they come to me to ask me questions and stuff because it's just not something that we focus on in my family. I mean, what's something that you would say is a tradition or, you know, something that- No, you... I definitely hear like, no, even just, finances alone and and a little bit of what I was taking from what you were saying and I think that's how I'm always feeling like this little voice in my head where when I was saying about a guilt trip it's like you feel like you want to break what in a sense is a bad habit or you just want to break what was done in the past and let's enhance it and be better let's learn from this but in saying that and say let's try this new way or mom how about we save and doing this I don't know about you, but in my family, it comes off as like, I'm judging or mm -hmm. it comes off yeah. like, well, I did the best that I could with what I had, like a be grateful kind of thing. So now I'm like, you're being disrespectful. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> shrinking myself. I'm not mm -hmm. being my authentic self. I'm not using my authentic voice and I'm not using this 
mind that I have now. I am an able-bodied person now at a certain age. I'm not just like an impulsive teenager with just a want, like just this random idea that may not make sense. It's in, hey, let's sit and actually discuss this like two respectful adults. I think they still try to put me in this chair of just you wait, like wait till you know have more kids, wait till you have to worry about mortgage, wait till you have to worry about this kind of like, a, and then you'll see why I had to do it that way. And then I got a mortgage. My mortgage was paid on time. And then <laughs> <laughs> credit cards and my bills are and my credit score went up. So it was like one of those things mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, like you don't get it. And then I'm like, well, let's try to figure it out. For an example, like when my mother was doing some work on her house, I know she had to refinance, right? She um, at least, you know, realized that, you know, she's not going to use all of it on uh, all of the cash out on the remodeling. She knows that she needs to have a savings. She's pretty, that's the one thing I will say. She was good about having a savings. She wasn't as good about paying bills on time or worried about a good credit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, she, she was good about having like a cushion or any day fund. So, you know, I remember the first thing that I said to her, I said, before you get like some contractors in and get a budget, why don't you pay your bills for two to three months out? she's like, well, that's why I have it in the savings account. I'm like, yeah, but sometimes it sits there, but magically, and that happens to all of us, we end up finding an emergency to use it for. We end up finding a reason to use it versus right. <laughs> why don't you log in and just make the payment ahead of time and know that you're ahead. Because that's just how I, once I started paying bills, that's how I function. I paid it the due date, if not early. And if I could do an additional principal or just or whatever, and know that I was a month or two ahead, I did that. Um, because you just never know what may happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Being fiscally responsible. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, her response was no. She's like, I don't pay my mortgage on the first. She was like, I pay it, you know, whenever I can. I'm like, what do you mean whenever you can? Okay, fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have the cushion now to pay it like in full and ahead of time. And she's like, you don't have to pay your mortgage like the 16th. And I'm like, what? Like, it's due the first of the month. And then I really like what she's talking about. There's the grace period that they give you, I think, up until like day 13 to pay it before they like assess a late fee. The fact that she knows all this, right? I was like, what is she talking about? I was like, ma, like it says due on the first. Why would you pay it on the 16th? She's like, well, that's when they assess the late fee. And I'm like, why are you letting it get that far? And she got the built-in cushion. Yeah. And to her, <laughs> she's experience. like, well, once I've incurred the late fee, so now at that point, I've already, they already charged me late fee. So now I might as well just pay it when I can. So instead she'll go buy this, she'll go get that. And I'm looking like, you keep telling me you don't have money, but you just redid landscaping. You keep telling me you don't have money and I see new shoes in your closet. So it's just one of those things where she is in like, money just slips through her fingers and it's like prioritizing. And I, and and then she'll, she'll give me the retort of like, you want me to just keep the money in the bank and I, you know, I need to use it now. Like, what is this gonna sit in the bank and rot? Like, I need to use it now while I'm alive and I can use it. (laughs) I'm like, yo, low mama. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. You only live once, that is, yes. Um, Like, it's not that I don't hear her. Again, like you said, the word fiscally responsible, it's like, okay, but if your credit score is this, if you have to constantly call me for like, a handout if you feel like your bills have accumulated because you have let them accumulate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. somehow yeah. you know january and february always do at the same time in march like how how did we get here 
you got the, you got the same consistent bill schedule yet there's there's this element like, of surprise for some reason and then and shit and then she'll call me cheap <laughs> oh no i'm like i'm frugal but then she'll call me cheap but i mean just like finances and like credit score and just it's such a big thing and i'm like at this point i have my own house i have my own mortgage I don't have to hear it. She can do what she has to do. But what becomes the thing is like you said, when then they call you because you're doing something in a particular way, maybe now you become like this so much of a responsible and a head person that you become the spokesperson of the family. You become the first. Mm-hmm. And now you have this like, yeah. Oh, well you should help out. So-and-so, you know, you're oh, here and gosh. she's not there. And I'm like, how did I become the spokesperson for the straight and narrow? that person we we all came from the same environment like I don't understand I don't understand how I'm now the spokesperson for the family why why I'm the you know like you're responsible for the family name I'm now responsible um yeah that pressure yeah I I'm just nodding my head you know I mean you could go ahead because this is literally like finance but the another big thing is like so my family is um from the Caribbean so I'm first generation American so a lot of things are just you know like the the male is still the head of the household kind of thing gotta wear your outfits a certain way Mm mm-hmm serving your man which you know that's it's it's one thing I'm like all right like I don't mind to make him a plate but like sometimes it's just like sometimes taking a back seat to a man and I'm just like wait a minute and I remember my mom telling me she was (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute (laughs) I I remember her tell I remember when I asked her like you know I wish you would have taught me like French you know growing up and I feel like I'm missing out on something culture wise um because when I had the choice in school I took on Spanish I was like I can always learn French in in, at home so I thought and so I never learned it and she kind of gave me a retort like why you'll never speak it I was like well what if, you know, with my husband, I want to be able to speak like the official language, not like a dialect. And she's like pretty much telling me that I'll never marry a man from the same country. And I'm like, what? Uh, she's like, she was like, she's like, you're not going to be able to be with a West Indian man because you don't know how to be a wife. And I was like, oh, 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 not record scratch. Damn. Well, oh. She was pretty much just talking about that. I'm so independent. Yeah. Independent. And I'm yeah. Trapped and I could do things solo and I'm lifting dressers up the stairs and I don't ask for help and I if you you know in a sense it's like if I if I can do everything on my own then what man's gonna want me and I have like a slick mouth and pretty much I was like also I was like so you're telling me not to have a confidence you're telling me not to voice my opinions or my concerns you're telling me not to don't be autonomous, independent, yeah, and be self-sufficient when possible. Like I can't lift a nightstand. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so it was just a lot of things. And she's just like, you're always so working. So you're, if you're not home at a certain time, how can you ever cook dinner? And I'm like, well, that is some so men like to cook. Oh, you'll never. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Okay, I get it. You know, number one, you're of a different generation. You're of a different yeah, country that's culture. That's I get it. So I'm not going to step on toes. I'm not going to say that you are de wrong, lady. I'm just going to say <laughs> it's just different. Now, how can we blend this now into the generation that we are where, okay, it's 
the 21st century mom and uh also like we're in america mom and uh women go to work mom (laughs) (laughs) so sometimes they keep late hours all those things and let's not even talk about like dating this is like the whole point is that i just feel like because you're so confined with your family's expectations like i was saying you just don't you're not expressing your authentic self. Like if I want to, if I want to date, I have to like date in secret because I can't bring like a different guy home every Christmas because it'll look yeah un- unladylike, you know what I mean? To just have these rotating quote unquote gentleman callers. So it's like, I'm trying to become a confident person, but I can't be that person out loud. So how am I ever going to be confident if I have to, do everything behind closed doors and I can't walk mm. down the street with a this is who I am and this is how I do it where when I come over to my family I have to be what my family's version of what they want me to be mm-hmm. and sometimes your family can be the most critical of you versus you know your friends <laughs> strangers coworkers. like your family will be the ones that will humble you quick you know like be the ones to kind of say like ah, ah, ah. I remember when you were just you know this this is oh oh now you're miss know-it-all or oh you got a college degree so now you now you got a PhD in life like no I didn't say that all I mm-hmm. said was you know you could you could put the oven on 375 instead of keeping it on 350 all the time that's all I said like I didn't say I knew everything (laughs) but yeah I mean how so how have you or have you kind of navigated that differently since turning 30 like do you do you find that now you stand a little taller in yourself or you talk back a little more or you know like how does that show <laughs> you can't up talk back you? i don't know about i don't know about other 30 somethings but still ain't talking back to ellis child yeah, no. yeah, yeah. We, ain't, we, ain't, um, we ain't cross that bridge yet, i might have said i have my own mortgage and own house but I, I don't got my own crazy now come on <laughs> um i think we didn't really come to a standstill I think it started to become a little bit now my mother was a little dependent on me financially so I think she just had no choice but to respect how I was doing things and how I wanted to pay things like for instance like if she's asking me for money I would ask her for the actual bill to pay the bill because I had learned mm. like I give Don't you money going money. towards a bill mm-hmm. but magically it's oh well you know I need a new set of tires or oh and not to say some of those things aren't important but again I find you accumulating all these other stuff before prioritizing the majors. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You waited to the very end until your car is rather than going for consistent tune-ups. You waited until beyond the due date and the grace period. And then now something else came up. And I think it's that constant, you know, just thinking ahead and being prepared. You know, she still doesn't do that. And that's just, that might just be her personality. Um, but when she started to become a little more dependent on me, I think she had to respect that certain ways that I was doing things uh-huh. and if we're being very candid and very honest yes please. after after, <laughs> <laughs> after my divorce I think or, or I'm, I'm still in the process but after filing for a divorce and being honest that you know my marriage was not working I think she kind of was just like I'm surprised you married him I could tell you weren't happy and I was like oh now you 
and we'll probably get into this at some point, I did get married like in my 20s and I never saw that life for me. Not to say I never saw me married. I think I definitely wanted to be a person that was married later on in life, late in my 30s, if not my 40s. I really wanted to be just independent, just doing a career, just traveling. If I had a life partner while doing that, great. But I I, I know that there are people that, that go to college or that start working in their 20s with that purpose of finding a husband or a wife, you know what I mean? They go with that purpose because they want to start a family earlier on. I didn't really see that for myself. Mm-hmm. And yet here I was by 25 already like engaged. And I want, I think a big part of that was because the person I was dating was the first person that my family accepted. And I was like, oh, wow. you feel so well with my family. You understand, you know, because we were of different, oh, not only were we different religion, we were of different um, ethnic background different states it was just different you know his parents were not you know just so many things food there were so many things that were different but the things that overlapped and just vibe so well vibe so well and you know that's fine and you want that but I think I let the fact that my family was happy and I saw that vision I was like oh like it just seemed like building that's what you want right I was like oh look at this family unit now building and expanding to include my partner and because I saw it in a happy facet of at family functions I didn't really stop to think about me and you in a household together let's not talk about family are we happy and are we truly 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 compatible yes you're compatible with my family my family wants of me but are you compatible with what I want of me so when I was going through that and then now, you know, I think I, I've been going through a separation and now into a divorce in the last like probably last two to three years. And in watching Black Love Doc, which if you guys don't watch that, you need to tune in. Like yeah. tune in. Okay. <laughs> That's binge worthy. That is um hella binge worthy. But um one of the episodes, I want to say if not one of the first, but like it had um Sterling K. Brown and his wife Ryan Michelle Faith on there. And she said something. I um <laughs> I, I really do. I really do. Um, you know, she was talking about just mirroring the women in her family, you know, and she felt just like in a sense, she had to like honor her family or follow the rules or specifically she said that she had to realize because I think it was playing a part onto her wanting to date Sterling or just her relationship. And, you know, did this person fit with what her elders agreed with or accepted? And she had to realize that it was okay to let things go and that you're not letting people go. You're letting outmoded ideas go. Girl, <laughs> Such a gem. I almost passed out Snap, on my snaps couch. For that. I snaps was like, that. say that again. Say that to my soul, Ryan. Say it again. <laughs> my um, first name, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> she, like I just, I just felt like she knew me through this grade. Yeah, that's how. That's that, how. And I was like, no, you didn't. And just like thirty seconds or less, sum up what I feel. <laughs> no, you didn't sum up that like big heart tug and just internal conflict of okay um you know things like sex before marriage or kids out of wedlock or I don't know even in my culture like when you 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 move in like you like if your parents want to move in you let them in a sense like you I'm just like well maybe we'll help you if you need help financially I'll help you you know to keep your house or your condo but you don't need to move in with us and I'm I'm, I'm feeling like I don't need your money, but you're saying I can't come stay with you. And I'm just like, (laughs) 
especially the cost of property in America and it would just make more sense and yada yada. And when you have kids, you, you would wish that you would have somebody to watch your kids in the house without having to pay for daycare. I'm like, I'm not, not accepting the help. I'm not saying you couldn't come by. Oh, she almost lost it. Cause she still is just like, you know, it's in our culture that, you know, you, you take in, you know, the parent and I'm just like, okay, but I, I don't have like 3000 plus square foot home to put you in. I just, let's just be honest. Like you're not, if when she gets in her elder years, that'd be one thing to discuss, but she is a working independent, loud on the phone person <laughs> oh, that needs her own space. <laughs> not loud on the phone. AKA mama, you're disruptive as hell. Um. But like, <laughs> even at the time, you know, my, my husband at the time, he's like, cause I'm like, oh, I have to bring my grandma to her doctor's appointments. Oh, I have to bring my uncle to church. Oh, I have to drop this off, this food thing. And he's looking like, didn't you tell me your mom is like one of eight siblings? Didn't you tell me you have like 20 cousins? Like, can your sister do that just one weekend? Like, can y'all rotate? Can she take her to one? Can she take her to the eye doctor and you take her to the internist? Like, do you have to take your grandma to all of them? You know, kind of thing. And I just started to feel like, well, this is, I'm the one with the car. Like, I'm not the only one with the car, but whatever rationale I had given myself to taking all these tasks on. And I'm like, well, you met me like this. Like, you know, I was already committed to doing this. You met me like this. Now you're trying to change me. And that's how, you know, I start having this internal conflict in my own household without really realizing you're, you're, do you even believe in what you're doing? Like you're, you had all these expectations from family and you're having conflict with someone without really realizing what you're arguing about. Do you even believe in what you're arguing about? Are you still just like, you know, you can say about outmoded ideas or just these expectations. You know, we had an apartment together before getting married. That's like taboo in my culture. You don't live with a man, you know, you don't shack up. So nobody knew. My mother knew, but she's like, you better not tell anybody. This is just, you know. Oh, wow. You know, so nobody knew. We never had, not even friends. And I'm like, well, and he's like, well, why can't we just tell friends? And I just, I, I felt such like, you never know who's going to know. It's no longer a secret once more. You know what I mean? So it's like no game night, no nothing, just social. So a lot of, like I said before, you're trying to become your own person and spread your wings with a restraint on. Like you're, 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 you're like, how can I spread my ring wings? And I have on like a straight jacket, not a straight jacket, you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm, all these I'm, I'm restrained. And, yeah. All these yeah, parameters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. That's, that's so interesting <laughs> because like my family is, to- I don't know. I would say probably totally opposite in the sense of be like non-traditional many broken homes like there are I can probably count and this is even including extended family I can probably count on one and a half hands how many um, households are two-parent households married (laughs) actually married households not just co-parenting in the same household definitely kids before marriage definitely a lot of shacking up a lot of uh (laughs) living in sin or whatnot and so that was kind of the model that was presented for me chaos dysfunction poor communication like these are the traditions 
<laughs> and the upbringings that I uh, that were placed on my life and what I observed. And it's funny, you kind of have, I guess, this crossroad or, you know, you have this choice where you can either fall in alignment with that um, because that's all you know, or you do kind of what I did. Well, I took the long road, but, um, <laughs> but kind of do what I did and you try to like completely uh, do the opposite of what was modeled for you. And a lot of that stuff in being an independent woman, you know, taking care of yourself because nobody else is going to take care of you, you know, um, being not secretive, but kind of keeping stuff to the chest, not talking about things, moving on your own accord. Like those were the quote unquote traditions that the women in my family passed along. So that, that was my mindset and kind of how I approached dating, how I approach relationships. That's how I kind of move in life where I kind of just do my own thing. I've always been like, I don't need no man. If I want you, I'll have you, but don't ever get it twisted that I need you. And that whole, it's funny you mentioned the the fixing the plate. Cause I know that's like a meme or thing that like <laughs> always circulates around Thanksgiving and like stuff like that. And I always laugh at that because um, it's such a hot topic and it is like always a debate. Like, who do you feed first, your husband or your oh kids? Or do you <laughs> fix your husband a, a, a styrofoam plate or does it have to be ceramic? Like all those types of debates. And I'm like, that's crazy to me because like my, my family is just not like that. Like it was like, if you're able-bodied, you get up, <laughs> get <laughs> the plate that you want. You know how much of everything that you want. And I never saw my mom prepare plate for my for my dad. I never, yeah, I just, I never saw like that type of, um, I guess, display. So that has never really crossed my mind, honestly, until Instagram <laughs> or until Twitter <laughs> or whoever Until it. social media is um, telling you if you don't fix your man and play Cousin Faith will. <laughs> listen, don't even get me on Cousin Faith, but but yeah, and then I'm like, ah, oh, damn, now I got to guard, protect my man and stuff. Uh, grandma going to be looking at me sideways if I don't, if I don't uh, make my, my man a plate first. But like little things like that, like I didn't realize how much influence it had over my perspectives on things and how I was moving and how I was being perceived too. Um, it, I'm sure it impacted relationships that I've had in the past and I just was oblivious to it because I've always felt like, well, this is just who I am and this is just how I've been and, you know, this is how I was raised and if you don't like it, then we're not meant to be. Um, and then, you know, I met my husband, well, my now husband, when I was turning 26. And, you know, as that relationship got more serious, I started to, I guess, do some self-reflection. And I started to pay attention to a lot of those little things that I thought, I guess that were like norms to me and things that I, I thought um, were okay. And not to say that they're wrong and there's anything wrong with being 
independent or you know moving how i was moving because i low-key still kind of do but i just have a little bit more consideration now um and also being around his parents and having another example they're still together my parents is divorced um but his parents are still together and you know seeing how they are has also gave me some insight into relationship building and and you know how to develop with 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 a spouse and so you know going back to the original topic of just these traditional mindsets and and upbringings and dealing with family expectations i think you know now that i'm in my marriage and none of my siblings are married we all have kids you know they kind of look to me like that person like yo you made it out the hood like you know like <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna clap for you like you know you gotta represent for all of us you know kind of thing and i do feel kind of a pressure to that because although i want to like break these chains and break these curses and i do want to do better i at the same time recognize that I might not be fully equipped to do so. And so that is something in my thirties um, that I am exploring and just trying to make my own traditions, make my own uh, decisions based on information that I am acquiring for myself, you know, seeking information outside of my family, outside of my immediate world you know, talking to other elders from other cultures and things. I'm, I'm Black American and we have our own, obviously, way of doing things, but my husband is Caribbean. So there's things that he saw his Caribbean mom doing that might be expectations for how I should be doing things. So, you know, I talked to her about some of that stuff too, you know, just trying to expand and grow my mind and shift outside of that bubble that you like grow up in and that framework that you were molded into. Um, it's hard. It's really, really hard. Um, yeah. It's it's just, yeah. It's very hard. <laughs> no, actually, and that's what I was, I had a couple follow-up questions, but I just let you go because I was like, she is speaking nothing but the truth per use. But would you say, you know, just as you let certain, whether it's traditions or rituals or just ideas go, are you finding that you have more, less, or pretty neutral in terms of conflict with others whether family members or just as you build relationships because I was curious um you know as you brought up your upbringing and I was like well how did that translate into your relationships but you touched on that so I'm just curious not even just like love life but like friendships and other family members like do you find as you're developing your sense of this is who I am and this is what my household's going to do that it's creating conflict with other people in your life know if it's conflict i definitely see where i am pulling away 
from certain people that just no longer align with what I'm doing and how I think. Um, that was actually something that I started doing uh, when I had my son, actually, because, you know, there's a lot of decision making that that comes up when you have children and the type of environment that you want for them. And with that, the type of people you want around them. And, and so once I started pointing out these little toxic things that were in my atmosphere, I started kind of fading away from them. And there's definitely friends that we just no longer had anything in common, or I felt like, yeah, the way I'm going, the way my mind set is shifting, I just don't think that this can work anymore. Family, I've always been, I'm very close with my family, but I've also learned how to set up boundaries with them. We will definitely <laughs> touch on that in other episodes because <laughs> that was uh, that was a whole journey in itself. And um, I'm at a point now where I have healthy boundaries. So when I feel like it's turning into conflict, I kind of abort and I mm. retreat back to my world. And I, I no longer let let that, um, you know, infiltrate what I'm doing. You know, like I know the dynamic I'm trying to set up. And if you are trying to, you know, negatively affect that or you don't, you're not understanding the vibe that I'm, I'm working with over here, then, you know, you can't, you can't be a part of it. So, yeah, I, I think I've gotten better as I've gotten older with, with kind of pointing those things out and learning how to maneuver a little better. Do you think, you know, f between how you see how your upbringing has has created some issues for you now as an adult um, or, you know, I don't necessarily put words in your mouth and say that it's created issues, but now mm -hmm. that you're issues. a parent, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that you're a parent, how, I, you know, how does it affect your parenting, you know, in a sense? Will you be a little bit more lenient? Do you feel that you're going to kind of take on some things that were told to you or done for you? I, <laughs> I literally think about this every day um, because seeing how my life has unfolded and to where I'm at right now. And, you know, once you become an adult, you have the opportunity to see your parents as people versus just your parents. I feel like, you know, when you're growing up, you just kind of see them as this is mom and dad and they're my heroes and they're perfect and they should do all the right things. And, you know, now I'm at a stage where we have those real conversations and we talk about the things that have shaped them into the people they are and why they did certain things that they did. And so now that the shoes on the other foot and now I'm the parent, I'm super conscious and hypersensitive to how my decisions are going to impact my son. And so there are a lot of things, a lot, a lot of things that I am consciously trying to change 
from small things to just like I feed him organic foods little things like that and you know not frying everything and not you know giving him super unhealthy thing foods to things like you know wanting to give him or get some input on going to church every Sunday I mean in my household that was not optional like it was you get up for Sunday school we go to service three times a day and we get back in this house at 10 p.m um but I think I'm probably going to be a little more like I want there to be more dialogue between my son and I versus um just the one-way communication of him just being told what to do I don't know if that is a millennial mom type of mindset or Mm -hmm. if that is just me trying to learn from some of my ancestors' uh, mistakes. But I definitely think that, or at least I'm hoping that it will alleviate some of the things that we're talking about today. Him having that pressure of, you know, doing things just because he knows that's what I want him to do, or he knows that, you know, you know, my, my mom really, really wants me to go to college, but that's not the career path for me. And I want to do X, Y, and Z, like even something like that. Like, I'm not going to pressure him into going to college. There's people have taken all types of roads and still become successful. So, um, yeah, I hope that answers answers your question it it definitely did and the only other thing like I I I was also I'm not a parent yet so um for the listeners so just so that they know but I definitely want kids and in the past couple years at the more and more that I'm feeling like I have to let go of my family's like Mm -hmm. expectations and certain cultural what would be a norm for them cannot be my norm for my mental health in just myself it can't be my norm let alone I cannot take this into my household that I'm trying to develop so with realizing that then I start to have this like battle with myself well how do I raise someone in a modified or just different facet than myself if all I know is what was told to me so Mm -hmm. how how do I successfully do that in a sense it's like you're trying something for the first time versus trying what you already know and I don't even know if that makes sense but yeah that it does it does one of my and I'm not I'm not and maybe it's one of those things you just have to kind of just take yeah. it head on and just deal with it yeah. um but that's like something I have a lot of anxiety right now because yeah. I'm like I know there are certain things that I don't want to take into my household uh but I just feel and this is like the constant theme of this you know as we're turned 30 is that you know a lot of it is realizing that these last couple years did not prepare us in the way that we needed to be prepared we are now in our 30s facing life having to be an adult and not having a certain preparation or just whatever so yeah I feel I understand like that's the easiest way to say well I'll tell well I'll tell you this right now you saying successful you can go ahead and nix that like there is no (laughs) successful parenting like I I had I gave up that that language that dream immediately upon birth like there's just part of what you 
know or what you've learned it's like innately in you so you can never completely read a lot of this stuff because you won't even realize you're doing something it's like you know how people say you know as you get older you become your parents and you start noticing all these like little things that you're like dang my mom used to Correct. say that all the time I or am, like <laughs> i am a mom 2.0 with a lot of things yeah so it's like a lot of that stuff i don't even think you can help but um but the things that you can and the things that you acknowledge that you can do differently or the things that you know have negatively impacted you and you have some sort of control over those are the things that you try to to change and do better for your child and i mean we're gonna mess up too i i accepted that and i mess up every day um but it's just a matter of when you know better you do better and that's why i gave that little example of just like the eating because it's like i i might not have the best diet but for him i'm like you know what when i was a child they didn't offer organic foods they didn't have i give them oat milk they didn't have oat milk like you got that gallon uh dollar 29 milk and you know who knows anything about cow hormones and yada yada like you know it's like there's new things that are available to us now there's more information about things there's more science to things and it's like i know that those options exist now so why would i not want to give my child better no for sure so i know the biggest thing is that i'm gonna have to be a better communicator because I did not get a certain level of communication. There was no birds and the bees talk. It was just don't hang out with boys after I got my menstrual. There was no, <laughs> um, no learning how to multitask. It was focused on your education. Like you got to get good grades. Like I, these little sports that you want to do. And then now you're like, it's, you know, about being a well-rounded person, but because everything was in a sense, sometimes just so linear or even unilateral, or it was just, told to me without an explanation there was no communication mm-hmm. as to why we're doing things and we're exactly. in the where we are and I man thankfully my credit score is good <laughs> and I got some money in my savings because if I took anything <laughs> everything else that was done for me or done to me, oh man yeah I mean the, we can do we can do episodes about communication and that whole topic at a later time because that's I literally (laughs) just had that conversation with my sister the other day about like we were just checking in with each other like did you ever get that birds and the bees talk because I don't recall she was like literally I just showed up pregnant (laughs) when I was 20 something and it was just like immaculate conception and that was it because we did not discuss those things so we'll definitely circle back on that topic <laughs> um, another time because that's a whole episode's worth right there i was saying family's <laughs> gonna have to be a part two part three part four there's a lot to unpack when we we're discussing um you know literally 30 plus years of what of, undoing. <laughs> of undoing of undoing <laughs> Well, this was a productive uh, conversation, and uh, I, I hope that you guys took away something from <laughs> from what we've shared, um, and that you can kind of start to do a little bit of self reflection and 
you know, look at yourself and see if there are things that are showing up from your childhood and traditions and mindsets that you might want to alter or, you know, change possibly as you grow and get older and start to move on your own accord. Exactly. And, you know, check in with us. Let us know what are some things you felt like you've had to let go as you start to transition and define your idea of family as you build your household or just whatever, you know, check in with us. Um, as always, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Turnt30Podcast. That's T-U-R-N-T, um, the number 30 podcast. Um, and, you know, come back, listen to us every other Tuesday on your uh, podcast streaming platforms. Yes, 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 yes. We are really looking forward to uh, keeping these conversations going. So definitely, you know, hit us up um, on on the social media, and um, and then we'll we'll see you guys in two weeks. All right. Holla. All right. Later. Bye. Bye.